and welcome to the BSA Capital Tech and Transitional Energy Podcast. And it's uh, it's Christmas jumper day, isn't it, Phil? Have you got your Christmas jumper on? No. Mm. Spoil sport. <laughs> I have, okay. So just so that any listeners, I've got my Christmas jumper on. Uh, it's actually Thursday, the 8th of December. Uh, Phil, as you know, I've just come rushing through the office because uh, I've been out all morning with meetings. Um so I have done absolutely zero prep for this. So this is really going to have to be the Phil and Phil show, probably, um, because I am not that prepared for it. But look, we are in the Christmas season now. Yeah. Uh, various people will be trying to go to parties. Of course, Mike Grinch is uh, trying desperately to make sure that people can't make their parties. But um, hopefully everybody is starting to enjoy the festive season. It's also getting pretty cold out there. Uh, the old bike ride is getting quite nippy. Um, but I'd also stress that I do not bike and drink at the same time. I tried it once, it terrified me. Um, anyway, uh, markets are, we're probably not sort of having a, a, a Santa rally this year, mainly because I think we sort of had it in, we had it early, we had it in November, didn't we? Um, markets were really quite good, but there is, there is, a, I feel, a slightly more positive tone to the markets, or maybe it's just that everyone's gone away and so they've stopped selling. Um, but of course, you've got to remember that, you know, in a market, a market is all about buying and selling to a certain extent. And if everyone's done the selling they want to do and there are no more sellers, but a few buyers come in, it goes up. It really is that simple at times. Um, anyway, um, what are your big thoughts at the moment, Phil? Have you got any big thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think we need to now see how we get through winter. Um, and certainly on the the energy side of things i think you know there's been a a, a lot around uh importing lng um you know stocking up gas gas storage gas supplies and you know hope to helping to see europe europe through the winter so the news i think some of the news that's been coming through on that has been a bit better than expected um we've not seen in terms of company results um no, yeah, I've been looking at some of the consumer results this week uh, that have been coming through that have not been overly, you know, they've not been overly bad. Um, I don't know. I think I think quite a lot of the sort of pessimism, as it were, has been as relevant of it being baked in. So, no, look, as you say, I, yeah. I read the RNSs every morning for my six yeah. and seven o'clock, and actually, you still get the odd below expectations but in general you probably get more we're above expectations than below most are coming in pretty much in line um now you could say well is that because the companies are being overly optimistic at the moment it hasn't really um the whatever hasn't hit the fan yet uh being polite there note that most unlikely being polite anyway there you go um i don't know i i do feel relatively happy i think uh, obviously next week we've got a bank of england decision could go up 50 basis points to uh, 3.75 yeah, you know, people are talking yeah. about it peaking next year at about 4.25 or something interest rates and then coming down in the second half of next year. As we look into our crystal ball for next year, and a lot of people are starting to do that, you know, one has to feel, I mean, we're brokers, we're always bullish, but I would for choice say the market next year will go up. Uh, obviously, China is a big swing factor. China was <laughs> quite a big change there, relaxing some of the COVID rules. Um Got to be careful, President Xi. You know, if you give in to the protests, you'll get more protests. Uh, Ukraine's going to rumble on. Ukraine's like Vietnam. It'll just go on, I think, for years and years and years. We get sadly rather tired of it all. Um, but yeah, it's it's not all bad. Um, there we go. Yeah, but yeah, actually, I, I have no magic. This could be quite a short podcast because I'll be yeah. running around. And uh, okay. let's, 
unless we've got anything sort of dramatic, so let's kick on with some results and things. Maybe that'll stimulate a bit of uh, thought process. Well, well, exactly. And results, sadly, time of year are a bit thin on the ground. Um, but let's just go through, grow through some of those. And I, you know, and also, you know, I think the markets are looking to the, the always as always looking to the US. Um, but as we get into January, we'll see how fourth quarter's done in the states, and that'll be a good indicator as well. And could, you know, could certainly move things in the market. Um, you know, maybe a good start to the new year. But in terms of uh, sort of results and announcements, um, I picked up, and this is one I've not looked at in detail, I hasten to add, but looks a very interesting company for our listeners, and it's called Equals Group. Uh, it's fintech payments um, to SMEs. Uh, they're a trading update. This company develops uh, payment platforms uh, for managing movement flows, payments and cards. So this is, you know, of course, all, all small businesses are, you know, either issuing cards out to, to, to clients or moving money around. Uh, but it's a focus on small and medium enterprises. Um, also, you know, they're involved in foreign exchange as well. Um, but they look like, you know, this is one I've got to look at in more depth. I'll just look at it very quickly. But they, well, the bottom, they had a trading update, didn't yeah, they? Uh, yeah. And they, they are ahead of expectations. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And this is in the SME and medium enterprise space, which, you know, given softening economies and all of that, would be pretty sensitive and they are doing pretty well. Um, so I'm always a firm believer, Andrew, companies that do uh, pretty well in tougher times, when times are good, are going to do very well. So just just a first look at that one. Um, very good. Moving on swiftly, uh, one that I know from many years ago, uh, involved in the IPO of this originally, is uh, Oxford Metric PLC, ticker is OMG, market caps 133 million. Uh, they're the full year results to September end. Uh, and this company uh, develops motion capture technology. So I don't know if you've ever seen when they're like making films and the original Star Wars films and the, their tech was used on the Titanic, film of the, the film of the Titanic. So when you see the figures on the deck, what they actually do is they put like it's uh, special ping pong balls, what a better description, capture human motion, convert that into computer information and computer imagery, and you can then go and simulate a whole load of figures. So you imagine the applications for this in, in gaming, for virtual studios, um, you know, Star Wars are used that you kind of film a human moving, um, dress them as a robot, and then suddenly you can replicate loads of robot, masses of robots on screen. So super technology, but also because it's capturing motion, is used in medical applications. So people with, you know, with limb injuries or, or, or difficulty walking, whatever it is, uh, motion problems medically uh, can be applied to that to, to capture uh, to capture what's happening. So they had uh, they had results, uh, headline revenue of 29 million pounds. Uh, that was up four and a half percent. They will say uh, restraints are still seeing global supply chain restraints. So they've got motion capture cameras, so that caused some different orders. And their profits were slightly down to 2.6 million. Um, but they said that they're uh, they're also investing at the moment in, in clearly in technology, but have seen some deferred orders. But what's why am I highlighting this one? is that um, they disposed of a division called Yotta um, and they uh, got net cash of 47.1 million pounds for that disposal. So they're now sat on 68 million of cash 
which of course gives all sorts of uh, options for them in the future. And they're also seeing stronger demand from the entertainment, from studios, um, and then for folks like ByteDance who have bought systems uh, for, for viral dance moves, and there you go. Um, and yeah, and, uh, we're used in, in the other voyage experience for simulating movements there. But uh, so interesting company to look at, I think now, um, and is sat on a lot of cash, which gives it options. That is a lot of cash. 133 million market cap, 67 million of cash, and generating cash. So yeah. Interesting. We better go and have a look at that one. I'm sure listeners will. Yeah, right. Keep going. What else you got? Right. Um, so probably results that are, are a little bit more um, challenging. We saw Sieta, uh, electric motors, uh, ticket was SED. Uh, this one IPO, I think, last year. Uh, spelled as S A E I T T A. There we are. Sorry, yes, I hope that's it. So they had interest to September end. They developed electric motor technology. Uh, applications for this are going to a variety of electric vehicles, is what they plan. Uh, scooters, motorbikes, cars, marine engines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they, uh, you know, looking at the period of results, they had, um, you know, grant income of 1.3 million, uh, lost before tax of 10 million. Clearly, they are investing a lot in developing their technology. EBITDA on a loss of 6.3 million and they raised uh, just under 24 million pounds in a placing in August. So quite early stage there in the electric motor tank. I mean, it's known as sort of the yeah. tuck tuck company, isn't it? I mean, the one issue I have here, as you say, it was a very successful um, uh, IPO. They have since come back and raised more money. Um, the one issue a little bit is that they keep sort of a little bit changing uh, their plan as to what their focus really is, don't they? Yeah, there was, there was, no, yeah, there was an element of that buying um, manufacturing, a very large manufacturing plant uh, with the intention to scale up. But yeah, there has been a bit of movement there, strategy. Yeah, I mean, and they lost, so they had interims, obviously, they lost 10.4 million, yeah. they've got net cash of 22. Uh, that's an interim. So, I mean, they've only probably got still 12 months of runway. By the way, you did spell it wrong. You, you, you forgot the E. It's got an E in it, Sayata. Um, sorry, that's just me being pernickety. Uh, look, the price has come back as, as so many of these, what I describe as transitional energy type electric motor battery companies have come back. It peaked actually at nearly £3 and it's all the way back to 69 Um it, It's interesting, but I think there's still a lot to prove there. And actually, I'll tell you, the interesting thing is um, uh, Gellion also uh, reported on the same day as Sieta, and they just um, reported a sort of proof of performance ad, um, viability. Same sort of thing, you know, they've got um, a sulfur cathode technology. Uh, it's, it's a tough gig, all of these ones. Um, as we know, I don't know if you saw that announcement, Phil, but it is tough. So I just, you know, tread with a little bit of caution, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, Moving swiftly on, SDI Group, uh, so SDIS, uh, market cap 159 million, they had interims. Uh, this is a sector that I, I really like uh, because you can build up uh, what they call portfolio companies, um, and they have a portfolio of companies in scientific instrumentation uh, and technology products. Um, and so they're, they're highly inquisitive, but you know, they're even bigger portfolio companies require companies like SDI Group. But um, so just just looking into to what they do, 
they um, supply different sorts of um, you know, digital imaging, sensing, um, sensing instrumentation, all sorts of stuff that's used in laboratories to develop things. And um, they, in, in their interims, they, they were reporting that they made two acquisitions during a period. And here's an example of what they do. One company they acquired is called LTE, it's a UK company. Um, and they uh, design equipment that is used for uh, sterilizers, decontamination and thermal processing. This is for life sciences and medical. Uh, and they also acquired a company called Fraser, and that's for anti-static products, which, uh, oh, a bit about this, uh, eliminate, clean, generate the, uh, or measure static electricity. Uh, for industries, <laughs> you think it, we do generate a lot of static, plastics industry, packaging industry, printing. So, so they acquired two companies during a period. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a bit of a reaction in the share price on this one. They said enjoyed a very, very good run. They had a very strong uh, COVID period. So they've got uh, what are called attic cameras. These are scientific. These are very special cameras that are used in in scientific applications. I mean things like ophthalmics uh, in X-ray instrumentation. But where you've got very detailed images that need to be captured on camera, um, and they had strong sales. I think during COVID uh, on test equipment that's being used on DNA testing. So they'd said uh, that they had seen. Um, I think a bit of a, uh, yeah, here we are. Demand from OEM customers was more variable in this half year than the equivalent period last year. Um, so chiller products and cameras also to a degree by subdued demand for capital equipment for general laboratory use. So uh, a little bit of mixed demand there probably caused a bit of uh, pressure on the share price. However, they did say we look forward to delivering full-year trading performance in line with market expectations. So there we there we are. And that's this is an interesting theme here, Andrew. Is you know all these companies they're seeing pressure on you know they're dealing with pressure on inflationary costs and components etc. All these companies are still seeing all these pressures, but they are setting the market generally setting expectations quite well, and that's why they're meeting them. That's a that's a very good thing. I mean, that is the other question. Is it the fact that the market is setting expectations well uh, and so we're getting things in line? Have those expectations already come down from the future? I don't think they have, actually. I mean, I think that companies are still, it's remarkably, finding their way through and and particularly in in technology where you have a slightly different cost base, perhaps. Um, But yeah, I think probably things are still, as as we said, we started still going okay. Yeah, in terms of in terms of overall de- sort of demand, we're not well, we're not seeing well, what we keep looking at, keep reiterating this is about capital expenditure and real real cuts coming through in capex. So we're still not seeing that come through yet. But anyway, we're tracking this for our listeners. Something else I caught my eye was uh, for investors, Mobius Income and Growth VCT. Um, I suspect you maybe know this fund, Andrew. Actually, I don't. You've caught me out. Well well, done. Hey, well, there we get. Well, there we That's a little Christmas present for me, isn't it? Uh Catching you out. Right. Anyway, so so the... um, they they announced uh, so the venture capital trust is a well the VCT is that you can invest in Mobius because it is quoted, um, and they said 
that they were uh, looking to raise up to 14 million pounds with no allotment facility to raise up to a further 8 million pounds. Um, and they announced that they had received applications for its 22 million pound limit. So that was good to see and shows that there is investor appetite generally. And on kind of that subject, you know, that we had a Frontier IP Group, who we look after, client of ours, um, and they have a portfolio of tech companies where they own stakes uh, for the work that they've done in helping these portfolio com tech companies, general university spin-outs, commercialise their tech. They did a, we went to Doxford, um, the uh, Air Museum, fantastic up near Cambridge, and they had a number of their companies presenting. And I, I've got to say, you know, it was it was it was super to see so many um, investors attending attending this. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a good event uh, run by Frontier IP on on their companies. And so, you know, it's, it's 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 just great to see right now, Andrew. There's still you know interest and people are looking for ideas. You know, ideas ahead on businesses. Yeah. No, I mean uh, Frontier IP has been really good. Um, now, a couple of ones that you've talked about uh, in the past, Phil, you might want to just update. We had interims, didn't we, from Solid State, and we had a statement from BATM and interims from Red Centric, I think. Yeah, we did. Hey, do you know what? I've not printed off the uh, Solid State interims, so I'm going to have to do this by memory. Um, uh, well, actually, no, they, well, I'll tell you what, the revenue is up 50%, earnings up 38.5%. Uh, and listen to this one. The strength of the order book gives the board significant yeah, confidence right. for the second half and into full year 2024. And the board is confident of exceeding previous expectations. So that was a good one from Solid State. It was a cracker. I listened to the analyst meeting. Um, the ticket is S-O-L-I. Uh, the company, just you know, is one of Andrew and I have discussed in the past. Uh, it's been performing really, really well. What do they do? They originally um, they were a distributor of electronics components, the semiconductors. So, uh, and they still have that business, but they've they've acquired, but they also have a business uh, which is actually you know building electronics applications, especially you know specialized battery applications. So where you've got you know for instance you've got equipment on a, a I don't know an oil field in submersibles. Uh, where the batteries need to be in, in special casings uh, and surrounds, they they manufacture those. They computer, I think, computer boards. But but they acquired very interestingly they made a U.S. acquisition um, this year in a company in this, in the states that does specialised battery assemblies. Um, and they also reported in the results that uh, and you will see an announcement from them winning contracts related to NATO. And they were saying that uh, in the US they've been seeing strong demand for drones uh, and battery systems for drones. So a very, very interesting company to look at. Shares have been doing well and yeah, very positive set of results and a nice upgrade from them as well. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I know I've just rushed in, but uh, Red Centric and BATM were today actually, so I can remember them. Red Centric, and I'll cover them for you, the interims. I, I was a bit confused reading their statement. I wish people would have more simpler statements, but actually the revenue growth was really strong, but the P&L was going down, uh, but they seem pretty upbeat, so I think it's sort of fine. And likewise, BATM was quite interesting. I mean, it was all, again, sort of in line, a quite upbeat, strong balance sheet. But then it, they finished it with an interesting statement, which BATM remains confident in the prospect of the business and continually looks to explore all options to deliver shareholder value. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you can read an awful lot into that one. You can. I like companies that do that. 
Yeah. Anyway, there you go. I've covered those yeah. two for you. Made it very simple. Well, that's well, that's it. There've not been a lot of results coming through. The only other thing is um, in Newmarket, where I live, we have a very nice BP garage of Mark Suspensers, um, and there's an announcement from BP uh, this week that it's going to install high-speed charge points at 70 MNS retail outlets. There we go. Um, um, First pilot sites are already open and they are targeting installing 900 charging points within the next two years. Whoa, look out for that if you've got an EV. Yeah, we like a charging point. It's probably worth just mentioning actually at the beginning of the week, uh, Nick Reed, the CEO of Vodafone, stepped down. I think it was all a bit of a coup, so to speak. Um, and that obviously got the, uh, the newspapers, should we say, all excited of being a FTSE 100 stock. Um, but I think if that's it, we will have it as quite a short one. Uh, as I say, we're actually really rather busy here at Bizarrely. Um, But I think also next week, which will, we'll, um, there's a bloody train strike, so God knows where we'll get to, but uh, we may be in, I'll be in. Um, but we may have a little bit of a, a Christmas stock selection, Phil. So I'm telling you to go and prepare for your, your um, stock for 2023. <laughs> I, I think we did it last year. I can't remember what we all picked, but we probably got it horribly wrong. <laughs> Uh, but likewise, if anybody listening wants to send us in their stock pick, then we won't say who it is that said it. We will actually mention those two if you want. So for a bit of fun, come on, a bit of Christmas entertainment. There we go. There's a challenge for our listeners and, of course, <laughs> a nice challenge for me, Andrew. Uh, and we may record it a little bit early. I'll tell you, actually, next Thursday, I must confess that I have my annual um christmas lunch which i do every year with robin saxby and all the old arm management right from the beginning which is always a lot of fun i normally get lots of interesting ideas so uh, it's chatham house rules at that lunch i'm afraid so i won't be discussing them on that note phil uh we'll call it a day it's a quick one um and yeah next week see you then bye super Cheers, Andrew.